This is the Creativity Cocktail. We are very thankful and honored to have Amy McCoy join us for the second time on the podcast. I'm telling you, there's a sound effect somewhere, Amy, of a whole bunch of people screaming and cheering, and Amy's back. Amy's back on the podcast. <laughs> so, Make sure you put that sound effect in there. Yeah, now that I said it out loud, now I got to go find the sound effect. Yes. <laughs> It's not imaginary. <laughs> That's right. People cheering and all that. You are the either the second or third person that we've had return back to the podcast. And so, Amy, from the bottom of my heart, personally, I thank you for joining us again. Sure. Uh, Amy is um, she is a business owner, a creator. Um, she does so many things, and you give a lot of service to the community. So let's do this, if you don't mind, Amy, for a couple of, maybe a minute or two, for those who haven't heard the first podcast um, with you, um, and shame on them, but if they haven't heard it, uh, just give everyone a little sense as to who you are and some of the things that you're into. Um, well, sure. So I'm Amy McCoy. I'm an artist based in Atlanta slash Decatur, Georgia. I primarily work in the fields of film and theater. Um, I have a company called The Artisan Company. Um, At the moment, we have been doing a a bit of work in uh, documentary theater, um, documentary, but then also theater. Um, I've been working on a documentary for a minute now um, on a gentleman who lives in Georgia. His name is James C. Horton. He has a museum. I'm actually going to that museum after I get off of this call with you. Wow. Um, it's um, Indicator, Sights and Sounds, Black Cultural Arts Museum. And I'm doing a documentary on him and his museum. So that's one of the projects that I'm into. And I'm, a, I'm about um, eight over 8,000 um, artifacts of Black culture and memorabilia. Wow. So, um, how did you get involved? Yeah. Amy, how did you get involved with Mr. Horton? Um, uh, it's really serendipitous, actually. Um, uh, a couple of friends of mine, including my partner, who is, um, Tay Edie, um, my partner in the artisan company, she and myself and a friend of ours who is an audio engineer for, um, a prominent um, studio in Atlanta, we came together collectively because we were just trying to figure out ways to engage community and celebrate blackness and just like love on ourselves. So we started um, a group where we focus on buying black. So uh, we wanted to really encourage and focus our energies on inspiring people to, you know, patronize black businesses in the area so it just so happens that um our friend chef was in the mall with his son and he came upon this museum like no one knew about it so he went in and he talked to mr horton mr horton was excited chef is a very exciting person so he really gets people when he first meets them very charismatic so he invited us, invited us over, and we came to see the museum, and we were blown away by the museum. It's amazing. 
And he allowed us to hold some events over a summer in his museum to do exactly what we wanted to do, which was celebrate people, culture. And that's how I kind of got connected. And he asked me, would I do a documentary on him? Mm-hmm. So I thought about it and um, I said, okay. So where's the museum? For those who live in the Atlanta area, where, where, where is the museum located? It is located in the county of Decatur, um, city of, not city of Decatur, but in Decatur, um, a suburb of Atlanta. It's at the North Decatur Mall. Okay. It's free to enter. Um, he's usually there seven days a week. And in February, so in the future, because we're in February right now, last day, as a matter of fact, he does a uh, February uh slew of events on Saturday. It's a very great programming and I'm going to catch the last day today. Um, so he'll be doing it in the future as well. So DeKalb County, North DeKalb Mall. Go if you haven't. It is amazing. That's awesome. There's there's a likelihood that this conversation will be in March. So uh, I hope that, you know, it sounds like there may be events going on all the time there so that that sounds great yeah they are actually um events going on all the time um but the museum itself is open free to the public to go in um it's great for seniors elders uh, children the whole family it's amazing and he's amazing so getting kind of a tour from him is like the piece of resistance like that makes the whole experience and you'll get lost you think you're going in there for an hour me realize you've been there for like five. That's awesome. I, so. I don't think on the, I don't think in any podcast we've ever had anyone say the piece de resistance ever. <laughs> 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 <That's> awesome. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> even I, even well, I well, struggle with pronouncing it. He definitely is. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. What else? So, are you, um, what else are you up to? <laughs> Um, that is um, what I'm doing in film. I'm also working with a couple of collaborators on um, developing projects for live theater. One is a musical and another is uh, kind of a, a workshop collaborative project. I'm kind of, um, I won't say all over the place, but I've got particular areas that I've kind of focused uh, certain attention. Um, something very new that was not the case the last time we were on the call is that I'm currently working with and for an arts organization that I personally love, that I'm personally a member of. It's called Alternate Roots. It's an arts service organization um, founded in Tennessee, but headquartered here in Atlanta. Um, And it serves artists um, in 14 Southern states, uh, primarily um, as a source of funding for uh, independent artists. Um, who have a social um, justice bent on their work. So I am on staff there, and I love it because I really do feel like I'm able to give back to the community of artists and activists, and um, I just love it. I love it. It's just afforded me so many opportunities and growth personally, professionally. So that's a huge part of what I'm doing right now as well. Was that what I was talking to when I saw you at the airport that time? I think I was at the airport. I ran into you at the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, that I I do fly around on occasion. 
um, uh, on work. So uh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, it's always tough for me. You know, going to I go to the airport frequently, so it's always a blur as to what caused the way. Yeah. Like, what happened? Like, I saw Amy, and we said something, but I, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I was there doing my thing, and I look up, and I'm like, where's that? <laughs> And so I, it was cool to see you. It was cool I, I, to see you. I probably had a different cat. You know, when you're running to your gate, you could probably have a different face on when you're going to come. <laughs> exactly. You know that Focused. face. You know Focus. Yes, yeah, so you know that face when you're running to the TSA checkpoint. You <laughs> that face. So. Um, you, yeah. That, that is, you're in the, in the mode, in the zone. That's right. Get through it. That is so exciting. I am so glad that you're doing so. I'm so you know, excited for you. That is amazing. Those things seem to be very aligned to kind of who you are, you know, all those things you're into. Yeah, I'm so happy about. I'm I'm really, really, really happy about it because it's a it's a one thing to be kind of consumed with work, and that work may or may not like feed into like your passion or what. Not even just like the activity of the work that you would like to do, but like the the core the the core reason for the work that you're doing so i'm really excited that all of that aligns so i i have absolutely no apprehension guilt um uh, regret about any of it which is amazing that's awesome that that really aligns to what i wanted to get your thoughts on as well so when you're in this process when you're going to be involved in a creative endeavor or it can be as direct as you're going to give a talk or performance or you're going to start to write something. Um, I would like for you to share with us, how does Amy get ready for that? What are some of the things you think about? How do you, how do you get your mindset or your technical tools ready to, to encounter what you're about to do? Well, for me, and this may be the case for a lot of people out there, I'm the, not the most disciplined person. So if I have a big lift of work to do, it's not necessarily my first instinct to run headlong into it and get it done. It's actually probably the last. It's like, when there's something that needs to be done, there are 15,000 things that pop up into my mind of like, oh, but I should do this first because I'm going to set the playing field to get that big thing done. So that's something that I struggle with and something that I'm always trying to find a way to uh, address the procrastination, if it were. Yeah. Um, the uh, And it's just really, it's fear it's fear of the big lift and maybe it's fear about, I, I don't know if it'll come out the way I really wanted to, how I really envisioned it, or uh, am I going to do this and it's not going to reach anybody is what I'm thinking in my head really that dope. Cause it's dope to me. Is it going to be dope to other people? So you have all of these kind of, I'll call them insecurities that, want to pop up so it makes me think of okay so what i need to do is set the perfect field 
set the perfect time, set the perfect location, have all of this perfectness going on so I can fully engage in the work that I'm trying to do. All of that throw it out the window and just start. That's the only really clear, true piece of information that I can give. Just start and it will unfold as you do. So that fear of not being good enough, that fear of not being able to accomplish what you're wanting to accomplish, all of those things find multiple ways to kind of show up. And it's all just trying to stop you from actually, you know, fulfilling what it is that you want to fulfill and beeline to getting rid of all of that. I've learned is to just start. Period. I tell you, no matter what you start, no matter how you start it, it doesn't have to be a perfect start. It actually be the worst thing ever. But you start it, and now you can see, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I'm just gonna turn a little to get this back on track. But you've started, which is the key. Yeah, you are so, so on point because you know this, and, and you are right to relay it to many of us because we'll say, oh, we got this big thing to do, but. Let me go and rearrange my sock drawer real quick, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I do the sock drawer, my mind will be clear and I'll be able to produce. That's right. So let me just go ahead and do that. And then now yeah. I'll, I'll get a little tiny dopamine hit because I did something, even though right. we know it's not the thing that you really want to do the most. Exactly. You know, I, I am reading a book now. Um and I read a lot, and it's one of my habits. The book is called Atomic Habits, and Atomic Habits, and I think the gentleman's name is James Clear, who's written this book. And it's just really talking about what you just said as far as starting, but taking off, taking taking the thing that you need to do, the goal you need to do, into atomic bites. Mm-hmm. You know, tiny little atoms. So, for, mm-hmm. you know, for, for example, with me, I love to write and there's so many things that will try to intrude itself in the day of writing mm-hmm. and so I'll say to myself well today I can only do 15 minutes mm-hmm. so there's some person who's listening to that going oh my gosh I can't do 15 minutes but in my case sometimes I just gotta do it because it's a powerful and important habit for me yes. and so doing it in bite sized morsels Allows oh, me yes. keep, allows me to keep going versus trying to do saying all right well I'm gonna break out the next three days and that's all I'm gonna do and right. that reality will creep its head in you know I'll get a phone call I'll get an email or I'll get somebody they'll want to talk or mm-hmm. something will feel right with me and then there's all of these things that might impede me from doing that as opposed to saying let me take take life bits and pieces right. Absolutely. And even if you take it in those bits and pieces, which is the perfect way to start. So it's not one, it's not overwhelming. And then you get frozen because you've got this big, massive thing sitting in front of you. You just take that little bite and you start that little bite. But usually what always happens to me, Winston, is when I take that little bite, I said I was going to do 15 minutes, but then I turned around and I actually did three hours. That's exactly right. You're exactly right about that. Mm -hmm. 
And but if I had said I'm about to do three hours, I promise you, you <laughs> those three, three hours, hours would not have been accomplished. <laughs> but that little tiny bite kind of just like kick started it. And something that I learned, um, and it actually it's like a kind of like a universal truth for me, is and it and it actually applies to everything. The more you work, the more you work. That's right. So, and and it it can be a positive thing, but it, then it can also be a negative thing. It's it's just I don't know. Maybe it's that whole idea of like um, energy, whether uh, uh, energy is kinetic or whether it's um, energy is stasis. But the more you work the more you work. So the more, if you're an actor, the more you are out doing acting, whether that is getting with a partner and uh, going and doing a rehearsal or just playing around or going and doing that audition or going in um, doing that small piece, uh, the more you work, the more you're going to work. So those things are going to start multiplying. The more people see you in a particular role, that's where they're going to see you. And that's how more things are going to happen for you. Or you get more ideas to create more content to do that thing that you're doing. It happens vice versa too. So the more you're doing the thing that you don't want to do, the more you're going to do that thing. Mm. So the more you work, and it's almost like a, a contentless idea because, or, or like music, you know, it's ne- neither negative or positive. It's just a fact. So you've actually got to put the positive in it or the negative will be there. So the more you work, the more you work. So find a way to do the things that you want to be doing. Even if you're starting in that atomic bite-sized piece but you know beyond bite-sized piece it's atomic so if you're starting in that little way let that little way grow but you've got to start i tell you it, it is what you've shared is powerful and it's probably a challenge and and you you set it up appropriately that it's not just you and i it's many people and you and you run across people and i tell you at a certain point in life, I've seen, I've seen some people get to a certain point where they kind of say, well, I wanted to do that, or it's a certain point, or someone told me I'm not the right fit for that, or I'm too old, or too, mm. young, or too young for that, and so hence, I'm not going to do it, and, mm. and next thing you know, they've created like this, um, I think it was, I heard it somewhere, it's called like this racket. You know, like you've created like this, this story that they've told themselves and limited the possibilities that exist in life. It's just, yeah. life is just, especially at this time in the, the history of our world, there's so much possibility. Like if you, so much. If you and I decided we were going to go live somewhere and tomorrow and have a new life, it would be hard, but we could do it. You know, it's... Um, it, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, that's just me, Winston. I actually don't think it would be that hard. I just actually think it it will take work. Uh, It's not going to be like instantaneous and it it won't be like, um, 
easy, but I actually don't think it would be that hard. I that's not because always, that's that's not always that, case in human history. It's right? that atomic yeah. idea again. Yeah. It's that atomic idea. Is that it's might be a whole shifting of a whole life, but as soon as you change your thought process about that thing that you want, then you find out the you know the micro steps that you need to take to start making the thing happen, and the micro steps become exponentially like life changing until when you turn around, you're like, oh my god, I'm ready to do this thing that I said I wanted to do. But, you know, I just had my head down and I was just doing these steps. Planning has become like the holy grail. It is. You know, all of these things that people have, which really don't mean anything, right? Even the saying that I just said, the more you work, the more you work. Like somebody could hear that and it was like, "Mm, I don't get it. You know, it's just the saying. But until you really get what that means, then a saying doesn't mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a cliche, has no value. When people say, if you don't plan, plan to fail, that is so real. It is so real. Because if you do not plan, first of all, unless you're like some omnipotent being happening right now, how could you instinctively go through a process to get to an, a, a, a goal or an achievement and not have even looked at what that goal is? Looked at what what are what are the requirements to that goal? I have a particular standard. Anybody can do anything. You can write a play right now in 10 minutes. You could legitimately write a play in 10 minutes. And you could legitimately produce that play in a week. Now, is it going to be good? That's the question. What is your standard? I have a particular standard, so it takes a little longer for me to do some things. And then the other thing I think you, you, you kind of alluded to it is that what is the purpose of the thing that you're doing? Exactly. Sometimes in our lives, we will have goals and all these things that we're trying to accomplish but we haven't really defined the purpose. Or the purpose right. itself is something that doesn't resonate with us. So the, the, the purpose might be something that we've heard or we've thought mm-hmm. or yep. society tells us that this is what it should be or how exactly. the construct of your life should be. And then people struggle with that because they end up having this whole life where they're battling activities against a purpose that they don't believe in. So true, and may not even know or understand what's really going on. That's that whole, like, not even taking a look at something. Like, people are afraid to analyze things. Don't be afraid to analyze things. Like, really understand, like, where did I learn that I was supposed to do this and live this way and be this way? Where did that come from? And is that a reality for me? Or am I just living somebody else's story miserably, but yeah. I'm just following someone else's script? So analyze that stuff. The miserable part is what a lot of people won't admit to themselves. They'll say, mm-hmm. well, I'm doing this because of 
whatever commitments I have that tells me I'm supposed to do this. And so mm-hmm. hence, I've subordinated my purpose in my life in order to do these things because that's how it's supposed to be. And then, mm-hmm. then they end up doing, they end up reacting against those things. Or, right. or at a minimum, they do nothing. They just live this quiet desperation or life of existence where they don't, whether they look for the next holiday or the next vacation or the next time off or the next vice. That is so real. That's so real. I mean, I have those people in my life, like close, like family members to me. And I just kind of like always like, you know, in my, in my head, like screaming at them of like, look find your bliss please on some level don't keep chasing and this is unfortunately a lot of people think in their heads that the mighty dollar is the thing that is going to make their lives the end all the be all and and the crazy thing about it is man if money was going to be the answer no just think about money how much money you gonna have to make? You know what I'm saying? If money was the answer, couldn't I could not make it with a a ten dollar bill? If money was the answer, <laughs> right? <laughs> if money was the answer, why do it have to be Beyonce and Jay Z bag? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why you know what it's gonna take for you to get Jay Z Beyonce bag and <laughs> Hopefully they doing what they love and they got they bag. You gonna try to do something based off of someone else to try to get what they got, and it's not even fulfilling to you. It's not. I tell you, there's. I know some wealthy people in my life who have no money, um, and one of those, you know, I always say this, and she'll never listen to this podcast, but it's it's, it's my own mom, and you know. Her relationships and what she's done for other human beings. I used to give her a hard time when I was young because I didn't understand this. She would mm-hmm. sit there and she'd make wedding dresses for people because, you know, she has a skill in creating in creating dresses. Mm-hmm. And she would do this. And I was always saying to herself as a young kid, I was like, Mom, why are you making these dresses for people for free? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? And as time's going on, the value of a relationship for a human being to take, you know, it would take her, you know, she was great, but it'd still take her some time to do it. To do right. that and to give a dress to someone from free, that is, you know, her relationships are worth more than millions of dollars, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's about relationships. That is the value. The value is about relationships. Even when you... Even when you're talking about like a uh, connection to your higher power, it's about relationship. Like it's about that is the key. It's about relationship, and it's not always easy. It's not always evil. We're, we're all human. We all have our shortcomings. We all have our you know our great points about us. We all have our more challenging points about us. But when you connect with someone on a like a pure level, it it's the best. Even collaboratively, when you connect with someone, what you want to collaborate with on an artistic project, or even 
a a project that you're working together to do good for someone else like it is so gratifying and you can almost feel the energy can't you i don't know for me absolutely when i'm in those environments it's like it's not it's not like a yellow aura or something going on but you can feel the energy of the people around and it's like the power it's like power yes it's like you you actually have this collective power uh, especially if you're doing right and you're trying to serve something absolutely it's, it's just so incredible crazy enough that's that's what my staff meetings are like <laughs> working with alternate roots it's like there's no part of this work that i can't be proud of like everything that we as a staff, a team, come together to do, it's working that mission. And the mission of Alternate Roots, let me tell you, part of the mission, one of the founding keys of the mission is uprooting all forms of oppression. Wow. That how, is, that is a how can you not like float? In that work. Now, it's not easy. But to know that what you're doing is working to that end has nothing to do with the dollar. It's definitely feeling the artists that are benefiting from the work that you're doing. You're seeing what's able to be accomplished because of the work that you're doing. You are able to accomplish things because of the work that you're doing it's all meaning purpose is so key to actually having um the opposite of a miserable life (laughs) yeah i think people would would probably love and maybe people you know I, i think some of us have experienced something like those staff meetings but they sound like they're all phenomenal <laughs> they're, all, they're all they're all fabulous um i appreciate you kind of joining us again and as you can tell even our conversations continue to grow you have been so helpful to me personally as i've continued to um go on my creative path so amy i really appreciate that from you um, um, so if someone listen is listening to our conversation right now and they want to contact you I know you said it in the past but share it again how they can reach out to you absolutely um, please uh, take a look at uh, my website theartisancompany.com uh, also uh, theartisancompany at gmail.com is my email and uh, I'm on Facebook as Amy L. McCoy Instagram, all the social medias, Amy L. McCoy and um, the Artisan Company, reach out. Would love to. Um, I'm also actually working with a collective of artists in College Park. We have a location in College Park. It's very uh, exciting. It's new. And we're looking to build a community, a community of artists creating original work. And that's artists of all shapes, colors, content creation uh cross uh multiple fields so uh and that's at push push arts so um all of those avenues i'm available and interested in what's going on out there and other people so push push arts i'm gonna have to connect with you guys on that because that sounds absolutely amazing so i ask this question of everyone 
So you ready? I guess. <laughs> Someone is listening to you and they're like, oh, that Amy, she is incredible. She is, um, she's inspired me on many levels. However, I'm having a personal challenge. Uh, I, I've had some trauma or some mm-hmm. drama in my life that's just mm-hmm. occurred and that is inhibiting me from 